Welcome to episode one of The Fourth Wall. We're your hosts. Uh, Adam Slyker. Lloyd Williams. And Nick Floyd. So we're going to start things off, I guess, right away. Yeah, well, um, since this is the first episode, I thought it'd be good to get to know each other, get to know our audience can get to know us. Mm -hmm. So it's a movie podcast, so... Top yeah, five maybe films. we hang on. Maybe we should just talk about what the fourth wall means because I didn't know this before we decided to call the podcast this. Um, so the fourth wall, if you are into film or theater, it's um, the wall between the stage and the audience in a set. You know, there's three walls and then the audience. Fourth wall is invisible, but if you break the fourth wall, it means you talk directly to the audience and address them. So, so fun that's a fact. mistake, essentially. Yeah, if you, or if you break the it's written in like it's meta, mm-hmm. like uh, Wayne's World. Right. And to preface to you know preface I mean? all that, Adam knows the least about movies and theater than both. That's the smartest yeah, he thing knew he that. Yeah. say. That's the one thing I'll know this whole <laughs> podcast, all the whole series. That's my smartest I'll ever sound. It sounded. Did you read that on Wikipedia? No, I knew that just from life. Were you but, in yeah, so, drama and theater in school? Not at all. Great. So <laughs> Lloyd, a, we're, we're, we'll get to that in a later off episode. To a great start. <laughs> L- Lloyd is gonna start us off with his top five, um, starting with number five. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so straight in then. Um, Top five. Now, this is a difficult subject, obviously, because there are so many movies. Um, Dozens. But my, mine is relatively straightforward. It's a bit of a cop-out, but uh, I feel like it, it works pretty well. Um, I think it's fairly well-known. Jurassic Park is probably my favorite movie. Number, Probably number one of all time, most likely. I mean, I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Great film. Ever. Yeah. Great film. You, you've seen that one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was like six. <laughs> yeah. Five or six. You've, you've seen Jurassic Park. Can I you remember have. what happens in it? Well, um, so there's the guy <laughs> who finds the mosquitoes in the amber. Is that yeah. the third one? No, th- that's uh, the first one. That's the first one. Yeah. yeah and so he gets blood from a dinosaur. Mm. Um, then he learned about cloning from his... Uh, he was at university and he learned about uh, how to make clones. <laughs> Which guy Why was he? this? Professor Oak. So he right. clones a dinosaur. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh Professor my And he clones dinosaurs, he makes a park, and then, uh, you know, the... Well, velociraptors can open doors. <laughs> I learned that. Major um, major plot point that we they, needed. <laughs> all right, so number four for Lloyd. Four. Well, no, that was number one. Okay, well, so number and, five. And I think it's probably worth saying in future episodes we'll talk about that more with uh, the upcoming release of Jurassic World. Jurassic, Jurassic World. World. Very excited for that. I'm um, going to whisper it. Jurassic World. Yeah, my uh, my follow ups are all all the cop outs because I don't really have a two through five. I have uh, what I consider classic trilogies as being among my favourites in constant rotation in the top five. So uh, Star Wars original trilogy. Um, I mean, because it's a trilogy, I put them all as one essentially in a Fair way. Enough, so yeah. I mean, it's kind of not. You know, you could say that you have to pick one. Um, in which case, I still pick the original uh, uh, episode four, A New Hope. It's probably my favourite. Um, and then, you know, the other ones from when I was growing up, Indiana Jones trilogy, Lost Ark, nice, Temple nice. of Doom, Last Crusade. Harrison and Ford yeah. was in those, I yeah, believe. He was. And then, I would, and then I'd say Back to the Future as well. So oh, Great. All three are great. Yeah, awesome. I mean, yeah. So your top five is actually... Ten movies, <laughs> yeah. Three, six. I mean, yeah. Certain ones in each of those 
trilogies are, are constantly rotating is probably my favorite films of all time. But Jurassic Park, you <laughs> the trilogy. Where do you stand on the trilogy? Yeah, you know what I mean. That's, that's Jurassic where Park kinda... two and three, not no, not no, making no, your top. No. Don't make it a top twelve. No, although I I was uh, m- much more of a fan of the the main sequel, The Lost World, Jurassic Park. Did you ever see that one? Yeah. No, I haven't. You've not seen that one. No, it's great. It's yeah. I mean, it's it's Jeff Goldblum. It goes Basic. like full Godzilla, I think, uh, towards the end. Yeah. Spoiler it's alert. Banana oil. We can <laughs> we, we can talk about that in a future episode. I'll explain yeah. banana oil because, uh, again, with the weird trivia, but um, in the old Godzilla movies, they obviously had Japanese actors, and then they would do American dubs of them. And, like, in America, oh, gosh dang, like, whatever. The phrase that they use for that when something, like, goes wrong... In Japanese, they tried to dub like a, a hundred different phrases of English that fit the way that the mouth moved, but the only one they could find that fit was banana oil. So when something goes wrong, like the poop hits the fan, there's a Japanese guy going, banana oil! <laughs> and that, that's is, true. Is you it? can go watch like the old Godzilla really? movies. And, See, I didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah. And I'm a huge fan. I'm apparently not. No, <laughs> not as big as me. Wow. So yeah, there you go. I think we're Godzilla fun fact. Getting shown up immediately starting I, this off by from Adam. the one guy who we thought we'd just be like you know what does he know well yeah I mean I'm, I'm I'm figured, impressed. I figured I'd be the waste of space on this podcast but no you're I'm really showing the it trivia already wow bringing it kicking our ass other off. fun fact you probably knew this the Godzilla's roar they recorded it by taking a leather glove to a cello and rubbing it up and down the strings are you sure it wasn't piano strings that one it was a cello yeah. I'm pretty yeah, sure I mean you can fact check me all the listeners can email us yeah and tell me I'm wrong but as far as I know it's a cello yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So great uh, top five. Well, do you do you have anything else to add, you guys, on on my on those films? Um, I Just gotta as say, my straight out of the box, you know. Th- I do think you made good choices, mm-hmm. uh, safe choices, but good. Choices I mean, yeah, I could have. That's I what it is. Into you could have made up some garbage like, "Oh, my favorite film's one you've never heard of." It's uh, yeah, maybe directed by a guy <laughs> from Subway, but no, the Subway or like actually the Subway. restaurant. Eat oh. fresh. So now Nick Floyd is going to take yeah, us through his let's, top five. Let's do this. Cool. I'm, if I'm I've heard of any of these, <coughs> I'll be amazed. Great. Uh, I'll dive in. Uh, top, I mean, five, I guess. Are you starting from... I'll start from one, I guess, since that's where you, you sure, started I mean, from. That, that's kind of more interesting, I suppose. Uh, all-time, all-time favorite, for reasons uh, close to home, personally. E.T. is one of, yes. one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, great movie. The score... Uh, the acting, the story, it's near perfect except for one scene that's bothered me to this day. Mm. And it's a particular moment in the film when the ship, there's a ship that flies away and leaves a rainbow. What's the, I, what's the beef with the rainbow? It's terrible I just, science. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just think that it, it stands on its own as a family film <laughs> up until that point. It's kind of like... It hits home. Do you not think that E.T. got on the ship and was like, hey, guys, we got to make a rainbow? <laughs> I mean, that might have been the case, but I think that, I don't know, someone got their hands on that ending and I think just did it. It's literally 30 seconds before the movie ends, and mm. it just... I mean, we've all seen it by now. I can say what happens yeah. at the end, but anyway. E.T. That, goes home. E.T. does get... <laughs> he gets home. Yeah. That's good, though. I like movies that resolve themselves. <laughs> As you'll see by my list. That's a, okay. So that's a, so that's, that's a great number, number one. one. That is probably a very popular number one. In, I feel like in, it in is. globally, it's got to be. 
Spiel- oh, Spielberg is is just owning. I would say a lot of people's top tens if they think about it. Yeah. More, yeah, more than I think, more than any filmmaker. I mean, yeah, I three mean, of yours. He's involved in basically all of them in a way. Yeah, in a in a roundabout way. They're all buddies, <laughs> all the makers. George, Robert Zemeckis, you know. Yeah, they've all George Lucas. Oh, Steven you know. Spielberg produced Star Wars. He produced Back to the Future. He produced. Uh, I don't know if he produced any of the Star Wars. Or stuff. executive, I think he he was on it mm. some maybe later on. I know he did indie. Because he directed and Back to the Future. I, I mean, yeah. Get on those facts. Send in the the facts to the po- the podcast. Yeah, please. Crew. If we're wrong, correct us. Either uh, way. You know. So number one, right, number one. Yeah, there we go. Et. Yeah. Number one, Et. Great. Uh, number two, I will say, is Moon with Sam Rockwell. Wow, that's uh, number two. Yeah, I don't. There's something about it. I'm a huge mm. science fiction fan, and and I just think it's great. It's a, it's a great movie. God, so then, uh, well, I'm mainly sold on like, sold on like scores, and I think Clint Mansell did the score. Mm-hmm. Like perfectly, and it's, it's Sam Rockwell, and it's Sam Rockwell, the most underrated perfection in everything of all time. Yeah, do you know who Sam Rockwell is? I've heard the name. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I don't know. Have you seen enough. Moon? I've seen the Moon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, add it, add it to your list. We've all got pens right. and papers. Yeah, I'm going to start taking down a need to watch be, list. Yeah, need yeah, to watch. So please, moon, yeah. Moon is one of them. And you, you have seen E.T., right? You I've seen E.T. ET yeah. Great, I'm not yeah. writing E.T. down. <laughs> you could watch Even it if I hadn't seen it, I would be pretending that <laughs> no. I have. Uh, no, that's a great call. Okay. So number three. Number three. Uh, number three is uh, Beauty and the Beast. Disney classic. Nice. Wow. First movie I've ever, first movie I've ever seen in my entire life was really? Beauty and the Beast. Yep. That is a... I'm going to have... So a, that, is that more of a nostalgic choice? It's then, hard for it not to be like it's not number one because it's not my favorite movie of all time. But yeah. the fact that it played a part in my life and was the first movie I've ever seen in my entire life, first VHS I ever. I mean, Disney had. is is impactful on yeah. people's youths as well. But I mean, yeah. I suppose not a lot of people would consider that many animated films to be in like a, a top. So I think it's kind of cool that that one sticks in there. Well, in that brings film. up something that I mm-hmm. am very interested in. Um, when it comes to ranking things in general and like awards and everything, I feel like certain categories of film or art or music or whatever are more um, prone to like being viewed as like air quotes art, mm-hmm. whereas others aren't. Like uh, a straight up comedy doesn't get Oscar buzz, even if it's the funniest one. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to see that happen. But like The King's Speech or Wolf of Wall Street, whatever that is, like people view art in such a like boxed in way sometimes where it's like oh these kind of movies are good and they take all this work and the acting is so great and serious but then people i think forget that to make a good cartoon or a good comedy is still equally art and it's still really hard you know put anyone in will ferrell's shoes and he'll make you laugh way more than they would Mm -hmm. so you know i think people will say oh is he put beauty and the beast on the list that's kind of weird but i don't if it's the best, yeah, no, that, I think actually that was up for Oscars, wasn't it? In fact, that that era of Disney, I feel like that. Oh, well, at least best animated feature or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Back back when it came out, yeah. I mean, it's still <clears throat> still one of the the highest rated Disney films of all time. We but should then talk. Again, we should talk about Disney films as a whole at some point we should, later, especially yeah, with the new theme park. Exactly. Yeah, the with, Hollywood Adventure. Yeah, yeah, with all that coming. Yeah, and with Star Wars and the acquisitions of Marvel and. All that, yeah, it's a whole. Coming. But I, that, I mean, that is that is a very big part of a lot of people's childhood, and a lot. I mean, I could I could do a top ten of Disney straight away. Oh I mean, yeah, that's that's 
just a different thing. But that's cool. It's in there. Cool. So All that's right. number three. Yeah. Beating the Beast. Um, nice. Number four is a film that probably neither of you have heard of. Um, uh, He's dropping his cool card there. Here we go. <laughs> there Here it we is. go. Gonna drop it. Gonna. It's called. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was it. It's actually that not even in English. It's not. It's or a foreign any title. language. It's in a made-up language. Uh, <laughs> it's a. Ahead. It's a, a film called a uh, Short Term Twelve, little indie film that should have won every award a couple of years ago. It's awesome. It's great. Can you? Def- I Can mean, you tell I, us about I don't it. know what that is off the top of my head. So, it's. A- it was. Anybody we know made. in it or anything? Uh, Alison Brie is in it. Oh, oh she's she, yeah. great yeah. from Mad Men. Great. Beautiful yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah. She's, uh, or no, sorry, Brie Larson is her name. Okay. <laughs> so, it's the same not as, thing. Not as it's cool, <laughs> but I mean, sorry if you're listening, Brie Larson. Yeah. But, but Alison, Alison Brie, if you're listening, yes, uh, here's you my have, number. <laughs> yeah. You're wonderful. Good job in Mad Men. The finale was fantastic. Brie well, Larson was great in the movie Nick is talking about, though. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, she's great. She's um, well, the perfor- yeah, everyone in, in that film, but not not a lot of known people. But it's just it's it's one that stuck with me. I think I feel like that's better sometimes if you see a movie like then you when you don't know who they are like Super yeah. Eight. I they're all kids, so to me they're not actors in my head. It's not like oh that's um, Gerard Butler. You're, 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 I'm you're like sold. that kid is that character as far as I know. Mm-hmm. But then again, I think that takes away from the writing and directing aspect because you're already sold on the character because you don't know who these people are. So they're playing a character immediately in your head when you go in. Right. It's great sometimes. Yeah, it's it makes it easier for the filmmakers, but I think that So give it give true. us a brief synopsis on that film because I mean if, the fact that in your top 5 films of all time there is a film that probably most people listening haven't heard of. Yeah, um, it's kind of quite a big deal. It uh, it's about uh, a couple who run a uh, a home for c- kind of less fortunate children whose parents like leave them or are abusive or anything like that. And it's kind of about their life and how their lives impact and the kids in the center how their lives impact each other. And so it's, it's a comedy of, then, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> real, real. <laughs> it's like uh, Grown Ups too. It's Brie Larson. <laughs> Brie Larson, Pee Wee Herman, yeah. has a cameo. Chris Rock is in it Chris for a Rock. minute. Now that sounds. <laughs> I'm well. I mean, obviously, I'm going to write that down. What was it? We're, Short we're term twelve. We're going to have to check 12. that out and, and, right. and get back to that one. I think that's that sounds it, interesting. It's it's melodrama without crossing the line where you feel like you're being beaten over the head. And, uh, the and tweet card. us if you uh, if you've seen it. Oh, absolutely. I, I just had an idea pop on my head. Hate to interrupt, but it it might be cool if there is every week or month, whichever we end up doing, there's a movie we choose that maybe, like, we'll take turns. Like, Nick maybe just picked Short Term 12. So now everyone watch it, and then the next episode we'll come back and we'll discuss it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So it's like a film class kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, your homework is to watch this movie. Like, one we've all agreed that we can't, yeah. Like, one of us can recommend it, and if you if, two haven't seen it, we watch yeah, it and collect it. we'll watch it, we'll talk about it. About it. We'll, t- we'll tell the viewers that week. Like, this week, everyone watch Short Term 12. Next week, we're all going to have watched it. We'll all talk about it. We might as well, yeah, because yeah. I think there's so much ground that we can cover that we have to, I mean, it's all about appealing to people and well, everyone will listen. Know. Everyone yeah. will be like, okay, Short Term 12, I saw it. Let's see what these guys have to say. I love so it. So there we go. So number four, Short Term 12. Yes. Number five, final, and then I'm dying, dying to hear yeah. your choices. I'm, <laughs> oh, me too. Yeah. Uh, number Very five, good. easy, I feel like a, a lot of people did see it, even though it was a smaller film, is Into the Wild. One of my favorite books of all time. Yeah. And also one of my favorite films. Emil Hirsch. 
Great performance. Uh, also snubbed at the good old Oscars. Except, I th- uh, did it not win for music, original music? Or the it either won for best like best adapted screenplay or best score. It won yeah, for one okay. of the two. It did win right. one award, but he he definitely <clears throat> he got snubbed. That's a great he, movie on, oh, based yeah. on a very interesting story. Yep. One that you've attempted yourself. I have. I, have, I did attempt it years ago in 2008 and it was intense to say the least for those who don't know the synopsis is uh christopher mccandless it's based on a true story of a, a young man who leaves the life that he's leading um to lead his own life and become the man that he wants to be by um hiking across the world and ends up in alaska and uh ends up living and dying there mm-hmm. wow yeah very 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 powerful Oh yeah, great movie. Uh, great. Directed by Sean Penn. Yeah, the actor, the yeah. actor. He Sean was Penn. great in uh, Gangster Squad. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, did you I mean, see when, Gangster Squad? When, when people, I wish about I hadn't seen Gangster Sean Squad. Penn. Wow, people, people aren't going. <laughs> Sean Penn. He he was great in Gangster Squad. <laughs> that isn't exactly what people are saying. Is is his standout role? Oh, in life. A terrible movie. Come on. Oh, it's awful. Be easy. It's not that bad. I mean, it's it's fun, but it's like, it's, you know. I didn't even have that much fun with it. It was, Wow. And I love everything. Josh Brolin, Ryan Gosling. You're going to love my top five. Let's, okay. I, all right. It's not Gangster Squad. Please, but. let's all, uh, yeah. Yeah, all right. Let's do this. Are you going to go from the top or the bottom? I'll go from the bottom. Start with number five. So just so everyone's aware, these are the films that you consider to be your top five going from <laughs> bottom to top. Bottom to top. Yes. Okay. Of all time. So far. So far in his life, in his existence, <laughs> of the movies that he's seen. So number five coming in hot is Shrek. <laughs> Why are you laughing? It's a... <laughs> guys, guys, for okay. The, for the record, for the, for the viewers out there who are listening, uh, we had no idea what, what, what each of our top fives were coming into this. I think we lightly touched upon it at some point. I don't Is it even worth commenting and saying, oh, sh- let's talk about Shrek for a minute? Or, sh- or should, we, should we just have him keep going? Yeah, I just want to hear all. Okay, so number five is God. Shrek. Okay. <laughs> Shut up, guys. There's going to be a bunch of people going, hey, I love that movie, too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, number four, The Dark Knight Rises. Um, I know that's a hotly contested opinion. Well, let's but see I thought if it was the, best. the other Nolan Batmans come higher than that. I'll spoiler alert, no. Oh, man. Um, we'll talk Batman for a whole episode. Yeah. Well, we my, dive in. my oh, main we thing totally that, yeah. is that that's the best one, <clears throat> which I've no. met like three people in my whole life that agree, but I thought it was. Uh, Bane is awesome. Bane is awesome, but underused and spoiler alert goes out like a like a. Well, it's Batman movie. The movie's not called Bane. Well, I know, but I mean, I mean, he, <laughs> he got, can't win. I just, I just remember watching that movie in the theater and thinking, Bane is great. Yeah, out, like everything is brilliant. Even the voice that people had a problem with, I thought that that was great. But then the way that he got taken out in the end of the movie really kind of ruined his whole thing. That's well, funny. the whole film was lazy. 
well, like it was all lazy filmmaking. Look what from I Christopher started. Nolan. Look what I started. I'm, I, I just it was. was number four. Wait till you hear number three. Okay, right, well, let's just keep going. Well, yeah, we'll we'll, right. we'll come back to that. I wrote I it think down. Most people are probably surprised. you wrote down Batman. I wrote I, yeah. Well, Batman <laughs> is the note, but Nick is gonna watch Batman this week. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> okay, number three employee of the month. Uh, the TV with Dane edit. Cook. TV edit. Oh Jesus Christ! The the, the TV version. Are you serious? Yeah. Well. You know, it's a good movie. With Andy Dick and Jessica Simpson. Jessica Simpson, great. Dane Cook. Hang on. I had poor expectations for Dane Cook going into it. Hang on. You had Shrek at number five. (laughs) An employee of the month at number three. But with The Dark Knight Rises (laughs) at number four, above The Dark Knight Rises is employee of the month. Remember what I said about categories... And like Beauty and the Beast, Look, it's like a cartoon. And this what apply- is art? Yeah. Are you calling Employee of the Month art? Yes. This apply- in what sense? It's right. okay. Come on, Nick. It's in a what film. Se- it's art. It, it, I loved it. It is. I've probably seen it more than any other movie. The whole point. What is, is it? Da- our, our producer David. Twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Just looked it up. Twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. You can't. There's no accounting for good taste. Look, <laughs> I've watched that movie. I had a DVR. Yeah. Like ninth, tenth grade, recorded okay. it. I'd never seen it. Watched it. Thought it was very charming. Did you watch the non-TV so, edit? And then not- it was not as charming because Dane Cook's character is trying to win over Jessica Simpson's character, and he's a very charming guy in the movie. And I was very <laughs> charmed, not by him, but you know, I was just I bought it. And then I watched the non. I watched like the DVD version, and he cursed a lot. And he made a lot of dick jokes, and it wasn't very charming. But of all the movies, oh do you want to see a charming movie? I could recommend a thousand charming oh, movies. Oh, watch over. Fifty First Dates instead. Oh, it's so charming. <laughs> that was not even one. Hey, can you, hey, David, can movie. you look up Fifty First Dates on Rotten Tomatoes? That is a good movie. That's a great film as well. Adam Sandler, oh Drew Barrymore, great chemistry. Great chemistry. Great chemistry. But anyway, so Employee of the Month number three. Fuck. I mean, that's just. What is it? 44%. 44%. Okay, then make that your t- your third. I did. No. Employee of the Month is three. 50, no. Oh, 50 first, first date. Oh, I'm sorry. I should listen to Rotten Tomatoes when I make my list. What kind of list is that? Just go to rottentomatoes.com. Right, give us number two. The, number this is two, mind-blowing. Number two is Cars. Number two, Disney Pixar's Disney Pixar's Cars. Cars. Okay. Uh, Lightning McQueen. Mm-hmm. Uh, one Voiced of by Owen Wilson. Wilson yeah. There was Mac, the truck. Uh, Are you just going to... Mater. Characters. <laughs> but that movie had... <laughs> the most heart of any... I will I will say this. Of the Pixar films, Cars had the most heart okay. of any so far, the, bar any Toy Story film, because obviously people relate to those on a very deep level. But Cars had the most heart. This is something we need to get into. We definitely... Make a note of this one as well. We definitely need to talk Pixar. We did... Uh, Again, for the listeners' uh, awareness, when we were coming up with the idea to do the whole podcast, we we discussed a couple of things, and the idea was, well, we should talk about this. Pixar uh, favorites were was in that, so we should come back and talk about that. But well, cars will be mine. Okay, all right, unless spoiler something changes. <laughs> but spoiler alert, because race cars do have spoilers on oh, the back. Man. And number one. <laughs> Hang on, okay, before you, before you say this, this is your number one favorite movie of all, of all time. time. This is it. So far that you've seen in your life. Pulp Fiction, if they had filmed it in proper order. 
<laughs> okay, so you come out the gates with Pulp Fiction, and instantly I'm thinking, okay, I can get behind that. That's a that's a damn good movie, right? But then you say something like, if <laughs> they'd filmed it in the right order. Oh uh, yeah. Now the whole point of Pulp Fiction and what makes it great is that it isn't in the right order. No. If that movie <laughs> was in the right order, it would be the best movie ever made. But they had. But to, you just said it is like, the best movie. But what about ever Memento? Made? Like, like well, if that, Memento was no, no, filmed no, no, in the right no, no, order. No. Let me clarify. <laughs> Memento, the wrong order, is the story, and it's awesome. And the guy's lost his memory, and it's all this cool stuff. Pulp Fiction. If you play it in the proper order, it is a great crime heist movie kind of thing. The guy with the suitcase, like it's great. It's great. Why did he feel the need? It feel it feels like it was like, oh, hey, you know what would be cool is if we made a movie, but it was in chronological order. And then he wrote like the best movie probably ever. It was like, all right, time to chop it up now. It's like, what's but what's it, the point? No, because it's what's done the point? for dramatic effect. No, it's there built suspense. There are so That's... many reveals when you figure out the order of it that you that you're just like. Wow. Well, that's how he wants to tell the story. And he made a great film regardless. Yeah, but it, w- it would be kind of better if it was in the right order. Okay, so... But y- every movie could be kind of better if it had something. But I'm saying that movie... Hey, for the record, Jurassic Park couldn't be better. Uh, unless it had a bunch of stuff from the book in it. <laughs> <laughs> Point, counterpoint. We, yeah, over you here. just so, counterpointed yourself. Yeah, right, so... Uh, but yeah. But, but you said... But you did put a clause on that. You said, if... So have you got a... Ba- have you? I mean... Backup number your, one well, no, would is be it Cars. Your, well, if, that, if Pulp Fiction can't count, then it's Cars. So well, what? I mean, it counts, but you kind of backtracked and said if. So Pulp was, Fiction, as it stands, of the film that it is, would be number two, and Cars would be number one. Yes. Maybe it would be number three. Okay. Actually, no, two. That's fair. Yeah. I, like, just think about it. Like, why... I, why I, it's I, almost like... You know how sometimes you, like have a great idea and you run with it yeah but then other times there's types of ideas like um what let me think about how to say this okay in i'm gonna relate it to songwriting because i do that a lot okay so there's different times like pretty much pretty much every song is in a time signature called four four you count okay one two three four one two three four but there are songs in different ones, like three, four. So it's like one, two, three, two, two, three. Yeah. It seems to me like if you write a great song and it happens to be in three, four, that's okay. But if you go, huh, let me write a song in three, four, it's probably not going to be that great. Pulp Fiction, same way. It's like, hey, I should make a movie that's not in chronological order. That would be cool. And then it's like, okay, let me make a movie. If he had written the movie, like uh, Memento, the story like the timeline is a part of the story to me pulp right. fiction it's not to me if you took pulp fiction and you just cut all this the tape and you flipped it back to the way that it was written in a timeline i think it's as good if not better well and that's that's okay that yeah. is okay <laughs> that honestly is okay and there is probably an element of, of truth to the fact that he at some point made the mental decision to do it that way f- on purpose for yeah just because he thought it'd be cool i mean in a roundabout way it's just a more c- kind of complicated version of reservoir dogs in that respect as in obviously have you seen reservoir dogs yeah i didn't think the dialogue was any good 
compared to Pulp Fiction? Well, they're, they're, they're different movies. Yeah. Uh, just in regards to the, the time frame of it, you know, the opening of Reservoir Dogs is the classic thing where you see the end of the movie before you know how it got there. Right. Yeah, I feel like that started Like the Emperor's a new trend. Grief. But there are flashbacks in that movie as well where right. it kind of goes between what's going on now as to what happened before and how they got there. So, I mean, I mean, per- the way... The whole point of this as well as talking about movies like that is because you want to put a bit of thought into it and thinking about what you're saying about pop fiction. It's, I mean, I get what you're saying, but to me, the kind of the best part was figuring out... Where the pieces... I mean, would Pulp F- yeah. Fiction be as special of a film if it was told from start to finish? In the story? It would be well, a lot like, to handle. Well, it's like yeah. some people like putting together a puzzle. I like looking at the nice picture. And that's and so you're to entitled me, to your own opinion. Pulp Fiction would be better if it was the nice picture instead of the puzzle. Okay. That's but completely fair. In Memento, I think the timeline almost was a character. Like, mm. you're a character watching this movie. Like, the timeline is like... You know, it's yeah. a character. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> speaking of characters and, and timeline, um, the ant, the new Ant Man trailer just came out. Yeah. So uh, that's that's fine. We're just getting word that we're at thirty minutes. That's okay. Yeah. We're so, um, with 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 timeline. Speaking of that, I mean, Marvel movies have <clears throat> all of a sudden swept. The nation. Everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the. I, I don't know if you remember way back when, uh, I think Uma Thurman was in it, The Avengers came out in like the 90s or late 80s. You remember that? Yeah. It was Based like on Uma the English Thurman. TV show. Yeah. Nothing to do with Marvel. I didn't know that. Yeah. The Aven- <laughs> I just learned that right now. <laughs> yeah. The Avengers was a, was a UK TV show about a guy in a bowler hat, a posh English gentleman, essentially being a spy or something like that he worked for the queen or something like that right. it was it was i, I never really watched it but yeah, was it well, well david hasselhoff was in the punisher in like 91 right was he yeah yeah i think so the he first punisher that i remember was the one with thomas, thomas jane. jane and yeah, john travolta right. well, oh Tra- travolta was he was the bad guy in that or something right yeah so well, yeah it's like swept the nation and we have the new ant-man trailer and i had a question yes so this is something i've been thinking about the past couple days uh with all this superhero movie madness every two months it's like there's a new one mm-hmm. i think ant-man is going to be the beginning of the end for that craze i feel like if it is not amazing which it might not be everyone is going to be well okay we've had enough of this i'm done with Mar-. like you know maybe there's a bubble mm-hmm. and it's about to pop and i think ant-man might be the jumping of the shark that might pop well, that bubble i think guardians of the galaxy was and it happened. I mean, I remember when that came out, everyone that I knew was like, I don't want to see it. I well, don't want to see it. And Guardians of the Galaxy is the first Marvel thing I'd ever seen when I was a kid. Because right. it looked cool to me as a kid, like seeing space and all this stuff. But I think it, Guardians of the Galaxy could have been that, and it came out being great. Right. But if Ant-Man is garbage, then it could be the end of the chances taken from the people. Like, we well, because wanna... Guardians, I saw the previews, and I was like, this could be good or crap. And if it's good, then I'll love it. And if it's not good, I won't. What did you think for the record? I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. But I think Ant-Man, I'm like, all right, they already kind of rolled the dice with Guardians and they nailed it. Ant-Man, I'm not so sure people are going to be impressed. And I think if it's not great, 
five to ten years from now, it will be back to the way it was, like one or two superhero movies that are a big deal. Because they're kind of doing the whole big universe. Yeah. They're trying to. Yeah, it's a cash cow. And it was great when it led up to, like, the Avengers. But I think now with Ant-Man and all these other things, it's like people will want to see it that are really into it because they want to see, like, the whole universe. And I think other people are going to be like, okay, well, I've already seen Ant-Man and next up is Aquaman. And then I got to watch... you know, the dude who rushes to get his food out of the microwave on time. Like, how many hero movies can the average guy care about? Okay, well, here's what I think about what you just said, and that is that you are right, because Marvel have a harder time pushing movies with characters that the general public don't know. This is why the Avengers did so good, because even though maybe not everybody knew who Captain America was, everyone knew who the Hulk was. Or if they didn't know that, they already knew Iron Man, because the Iron Man movies did so good. So Guardians of the Galaxy, as Nick said, is was a tough push, and a lot of people making the movie, looking into it, thought that it was going to fail, and it did great because it was a good movie, and it introduced characters that I mean, I mean, I'm I'm into comics and stuff, but I didn't know anything about Guardians of the Galaxy at all going into that, so that was kind of cool. Ant Man is the same thing. I never read any Ant Man comics. I don't know anything about it. Being into movies and how they're being made and stuff, you you know, there's some. Uh, uh, issues behind the scenes. They changed directors. It was Edgar yeah. Wright before. Well, it's already um, left a kind of a bad taste because Edgar Wright was fully involved with yeah. the script, with the directing, and all of a sudden it changed. It just stopped. And Edgar Wright directed Scott Pilgrim. He directed Shaun of the Dead. He directed Hot Fuzz. Great movies. Oh yeah, all all great. But my point is that uh, the reason that it isn't going to burst any bubbles is because if Ant Man doesn't do very well, or it turns out not to be very good. It doesn't make as many millions of dollars in the box office that the others have is that people are going to go oh okay well that wasn't very good but guess what's next oh captain america 3 but they've never taken they've never taken yeah and and you're right because disney has never and marvel as a whole has they haven't taken a loss yet so i mean when disney tried doing john carter a few years ago and tried to make a franchise out of that which has been a whole series of books which could have been a beloved franchise that had everything about it it was probably one of the biggest i'll tell you what it didn't have a name that people cared about on the title. If it was John Carter, Mars Explorer, sure. But well, it was. It was John. What was it? What, what was the was full title? It was just called John Carter. It was just called John Carter. There I think was maybe no in subtitle. other territories it was called something else. Yeah, well, over overseas maybe? it was like John Carter of Mars, which is what the yeah. original story. See, is. if it was called that, because I'll be honest, like who who cares about a movie called John Carter? Like, sounds like Jack Ryan or if something. If there was a movie called like a, John Wick. If there was a John, movie called... Oh, John Wick. It's great. Yeah, Boom. but if you... Adam's, Jack, Jack Reacher. Man, that was But if there was a movie movie. called Adam Sliger or like Bill Smith... Everyone would go see that, uh, that movie. Bill Smith? Adam Sliger. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like I would have cared more if the title... I feel like somebody dropped the ball somewhere and everyone else just didn't question them. The marketing was a was a... A John Carter is yeah. a terrible name for a movie. Did you, it is, did you guys see that movie, by no, the way? I did, yeah. Who what did you think? See a movie oh, called John awful. Carter? Really? Yeah. I thought it was better than I was expecting. It it was better. Visually, it was nice to look at. Um, I, I think, what's his name? Oh, what's his name? John, John Carter. Carter. He's a his terrible name was actor. John Carter. It Not was his John, actual Josh name. Dumal, no. That's no. who looks like him. Taylor, Taylor Kitsch. Kitsch. Yeah, Taylor there Kitsch. He's such a bad actor. But he got he got in that. He's a big fan of the show. Hey, <laughs> so did you see Battleship? Oh, with Rihanna, yeah, and Liam Neeson. Yeah. Oh God, 
I think great, yeah. there was like that when Garrett Hedlund took off with Tron and then John Carter came out with Taylor Kish, like it was that moment where two of two terrible actors mm. hopped on board had oh, the best agent in the industry. Tron, that should have been my number five instead of Shrek. Tron Legacy? The original Tron. Together. Tron, okay. Just okay. One, one after another. All right. Just Great. kidding, just legacy. I never saw. Let, the first let's one. get let's get it back anyway, from so, John so, Carter, so, etc. So Marvel, no, Disney, and Marvel as a whole have not taken a loss yet. And right. Ant Man fails. Ant Man has Ant-Man no. Ant Man won't fail. They just won't, won't make a sequel. Financially, it won't fail. Well, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd will alone and the earn fact it that it's Marvel. Million. But the thing is, they've well, got they've got what Captain America. People care about the Hulk. People care about Iron Thor. Man. Thor. People have cared about for some reason. You've got Spider-Man. Black Widow has a whole fan base now. Right, but uh, after that, they need to have something. I mean, they they have have stuff. They have a lot of IP. They have a lot of intellectual property, but not much more people care about. Like, Iron Man is about to be done, and that's, like, the biggest one. Yeah, it kind of is, yeah. So then after that, like, the Avengers characters have had three or four movies and all this other stuff. They're going to have to come up with something. Well, then Disney will just acquire DC. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but well, for, it's worth noting that they have already uh, released their entire uh, the, schedule, schedule for yeah. the next up to 2020. Wasn't yeah, it? something yeah. like that. It's it's either 20, but there was a bunch that were just like unknown. Marvel. Right. So this goes to the point of what you're saying about Ant Man is like the director doesn't really matter. Nobody really knows who. I mean, maybe aside from Avengers, you know. Yeah, James. I mean, James Gunn. Or wait, no, with, no, with, with Joss with Whedon, Joss yeah, Whedon yeah. Avengers. I mean, maybe, but it's like they want to know what the character is, and they've got to push the character. So right. Paul Rudd as Ant Man sells it quite hard. Michael Douglas is in it. That sells it. There's there's elements of the trailer that are very fun that mm-hmm. sell it, and you've got someone like Paul Rudd doing it. So what they're going to have a hard time with is, like you said, the other movies that are coming in the future. Uh, Doctor Strange is. Is is that next year or the year after? That's Benedict yeah, Cumberbatch who's, who's, next year. Who's yeah. heard of? Like, I'm just wondering: is there going to be a point where Marvel is just like, all right, let's slow our roll, let's pull it back, let's put out a movie a year or every two years, and let's, you know, kind of taper it off because right now they're everyone's going Marvel crazy and it's superhero land. Well, they Comic-Con. probably they probably have a, a whole marketing team, a whole business team who's watching the funds and if anything mm-hmm. if at any point the box office results are, are dropping even three percent they'll probably reevaluate and say well but maybe I'm just we wondering, should hold what are off they, what do they have that people actually care about sequels what i would love well yeah besides <laughs> well my my thought i had thought of this earlier today i would be interested in a marvel movie that isn't based on a comic book or a novel like an original character created yeah for like the for screen. a movie you know what i mean because they have obviously marvel was a comic company but now it's a f- film studio just as much it's an interesting yeah. concept but it's probably never going to happen right but i would be Out of very interested to see it, it maybe i'd be interested to see it it would though. still yeah. have to be a comic first yeah I no i'm well, just wondering would would it ever happen probably not but would it be cool to see like here is a movie made by Marvel, but it's a character that you and no one else has ever heard of, so this whole new universe and world is introduced to you. I thought that might be kind of cool. Well, we're going down that line, I think, too. Like, a good example is The Walking Dead. Like, I was reading an interview with Robin, Robert Kirkman, mm-hmm. and he was saying how he wrote The Walking Dead when he was 24 years old, and now he's kind of pushing 30, and AMC's like, do you want a brand new show? 
Right. And he's like, yes. So now he has a brand new show that he's writing and creating from the start in without the same universe. Mm-hmm. Without a book, without anything. It's all his like brainchild. But I think that would be for. cool to see like a Marvel movie of a character I've never even heard about. If Marvel was like, hey, we have a new movie and it's called like insert movie title here, you've never heard of anything about it, it's gonna blow your mind. That would be awesome. Not to hear all the rumor mail about, oh, I wonder if they're going to make an Ant-Man movie, and then they do, and all that. Like, it would just be cool to see. Well, they'd, and they'd flip it up, because they would do, like, you know, which we'll talk about later, Mad Max. Like, Mad Max came out with, um, you know, the film, and then Mad Max is talking about releasing comic, like, graphic novels and comic books. So, like if Marvel, yeah, if Marvel made a new character just for the screen, and then said, okay, well, now we're going to extend the profit margin, and... Into books. Yeah, exactly. That would be cool. So, it was just them reversing, like, they reverse things a little bit. I, it's smart, but I don't think they're going to do it anytime soon. No, me either. But, but I if they needed that it... That might be cool. In our lifetime, I think we will see it. And I, we might see it once, like, and will, then we we'll take a risk. will they transition from a comic studio to just a movie studio in the in the world maybe if the money is there maybe. absolutely probably not probably not I don't because think it's disney right. and marvel is a purpose the studio purposefully made for those type of movies right. so disney will do that they do already you know that right. kind of thing unless Without disney for, kind of pushes them yeah. and kind of merges them into something cuz don't you know, forget obviously we've got um a lot of netflix originals coming out of marvel studios now as well with daredevil that's done really well and like, then they're, they're talking punisher that. That now great punisher they're talking about they could they could do that which is a smart move to introduce characters maybe instead on of netflix? they could have done that on the small screen netflix but you know that's a one of their big I mean I was kind of surprised when they were like Ant-Man's coming out but then the whole point is that they kind of all tie into each other right if you see Avengers 2 Age of Ultron you know a lot of people are saying about that movie is that one of the biggest problems with it was the story didn't make any sense because they were forcing it into one movie forcing it into the cinematic universe which is making it have a relevance compared to uh, making it fit in with like Guardians of the Galaxy. You you see the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. There's a couple of things in there where it's kind of like, maybe you didn't need to do that. We kind of get the idea. Right. Um, but anyway, yeah. So uh, should we move on to Yeah, we Mad should move Max? on. But what was the original question? The end of an era, etc. Ant-Man. No, the point is, Ant-Man, the trailer, you saw it? Yeah. Yes. The and, newest one, right? And what do you think? I'm, I'm looking forward I'm to it. I'm indifferent. I'm... I I'm I'm really upset that Edgar Wright is not involved because I think this would have some this would have been something that he could have gone nuts with I mm-hmm. think with the visual style and the storytelling I feel like that will come out after the movie comes out like he might go well this was actually what I wanted to do but yeah. he's been kind of biting his tongue maybe and waiting he for has. the movie to come out yeah well because if, if he I trash mean, he talks can't anything, say anything yeah yeah exactly. it, it'll it'll screw him over but I'd be interested yeah I'm I I, I enjoy Paul Rudd. I'm curious to see him play a superhero, and the concept is interesting. And the visuals look real. I mean, this newest trailer—it just the the style and the visual effect—it just looks fun. Looks mm-hmm. like a video game to me. It does, In and I think, and I think that it could be fun, or it could, it could go either way. It's a fifty, it's fifty fifty split. Like, it could be good. I mean, I don't think Marvel has put out anything garbage yet. Now that it's merged with Disney, I think that they're very cautious y- yet, but. This could be it. That could be yeah, the first I mean, who knows? bad. If it's a bust, then I think that will be a lot of people's last Marvel film that they don't really know about. Did they take they a chance on There are a couple yeah. things in that trailer that made me actually laugh out loud, which was funny. That's good. You know, so I think it's got a chance because it's not taking itself too seriously. Right. You know, Wait, the bit with the train at the end, the little toy train set. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, when it, <laughs> then it like zooms it's out. Like and just shows super, it's like super, super action. Like yeah. everyone's like going at each other full on, and then it goes completely silent, and you see the train. For, yeah, I mean, well, it's, it's it's a brand it's new. It's a, it could be a step forward in action. Like it's a brand new visual style, and I think if it's directed properly, yeah. then it, with him shrinking and then getting bigger and then fighting, and like in the trailer, it looks like it's very smooth, very easy to follow. If it stays that way in the film, it could be really fun to watch. Quest- if it's crazy, then it's not. It's gonna. Are we each gonna spend? 12 bucks going to see it in a movie theater that's the question yes I feel like I want to experience it mm-hmm. in a movie theater yeah I want to probably. see it probably probably yeah I guess so I mean do you want to go well uh, yeah. I, yeah then yeah we'll do it let's go certain, not at midnight certain I'll movies, sleep as I'll we were discussing yeah as we were discussing before there are certain movies that I think warrant seeing on a big screen and that's probably one of them right yes so number four on the table is Mad Max we all saw it together um, yeah the whole uh the whole kind of creation of this podcast started in the lobby of a movie theater. Let's all flashback. Mm. We were in Regal Winter Park Village. Set the, set the scene for us, Nick. <laughs> there we were. Interior movie theater. Adam having <laughs> FOMO, fear of missing out, was the only reason. That is the that reason I came. went to Mad Max. I have fear of missing out. Me and out. Nick pumped about it. Sliggs, not so much. Not so much. David, our producer. He said it was in between. <laughs> He's in between. All right. All right. So I'll uh, give my review first, if you don't mind. Yeah. I mean, well, open it up. Because, I mean, that's Lloyd and I. We, I already we know what you're going to say. You we were on it. the same page. You love it. Well, you're... Yeah, you know. this. Go, so, go ahead. Yeah. Um, number one part of my review is it was made by crackheads easily and for crackheads. <clears> um, <throat> I thought everyone that said it was amazing and great and redefined cinema and the best action movie I've ever seen might be giving it too much credit and might be jumping the gun and maybe in a few months when they watch it again they might change their minds maybe not it might be as good as everyone says it is I personally thought it was pretty much just typical movie as far as I'm concerned I mean I know it was like mostly not CGI and all the Mm -hmm. whatever but at the end of the day, it's a movie, and if it's good, it's good, and if it's not, it's not. Um, would watch it again um, just to see if my opinion changes, not, like, craving a second watch or anything. Um, overall, 6 out of 10. Wow. Um, but then again, I'm not the uh, movie expert now, of the table. But So I actually enjoyed hearing your thoughts about it right so I, yeah, i'm, I'm not going to tear out your throat or anything no go because ahead. our opinions are, are different right but it did put it into perspective because um i definitely went into the movie with crazy high expectations My like crazy well, yeah. high mm-hmm. thanks to uh some some good friends uh saying it was the best back home movie. oh yeah 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 i mean when you're uh, when you've grown up with the original movies, you've had a gap of twenty years, uh, or in fact, way well more than Mad Max Thunderdome was eighties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they all three uh, came out. Yeah, so with such a, a, a wait period of of a character that you're very much in tune with and in, in love with, and and the director who is who is a visionary, absolutely um, created that whole world is what he did. So it's kind of your perspective on it is is definitely very diff- different. Right. So that's why I kind of like your take on it is 
you, you're not biased in any way, shape, right. or form. To and me, to be, and was it right you hadn't seen any no, uh, any of the other Mad Max? Not films? much knowledge. To me, right. to me, if I had to sum it up, um, similar in um, movie goodness to like maybe the first Transformers um, or. Uh, like Prince of Persia, it's just like a movie with what? like stuff going crazy. Yeah, on the screen, stuff's going crazy. But I think the dialogue is kind of whatever, <laughs> and you'll say that's not the point. And Prince of Persia, but Mad Max. Yeah, kinda... it's just like a story. It's the hero's <laughs> journey, and it's stuff blows up on the screen, and you like the good guy and the the bad guy turned good guy, but he dies, so you feel bad. Like I mean, it's just all the tropes. It's whatever. I mean, it's it's. Mad Max paved the way for something that was really big in the 70s and 80s which was exploitation films. And to and there aren't that anymore. Like they 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 do not exist anymore. Like they just aren't a thing unless they're in horror films. Like The Human Centipede is technically like exploitation or right. The Collector. Like that's exploitation. It's all in horror. It was never horror. It was like there was black exploitation which is like somewhere like Black Dynamite now which we kind of ha- have had that. Yeah. There was sexploitation way back when, which was like the cross the fine line. It's like Fifty Shades of Grey is right. similar to that. Like we're we're kind of getting back into the line of exploitation, and I think that action films are action films, but there are exploitation films that kind of exploit that style. And I think calling Mad Max an action film is different. It's it's an action film. It's a thriller more so than an action film because everything is moving constantly. Well, like I mean, you could say that, but to me, it's you call a spade a spade. I mean, it's a I know earlier I was saying like certain genres or whatever don't get enough credit. I think I maybe don't give action films enough credit because I'm just kind of it's a movie. It's, it doesn't really do anything for you. It does, but it has to be like that one. It has to have the heart. And to me, I didn't think Mad Max had any heart. What about things in it that you do recall as being like, I really like that? Um, I mean, it definitely didn't lull at any point Mm -hmm. uh didn't feel long um i did like some parts of the chase scenes Mm -hmm. i thought were cool um what i what i didn't like was to me everyone's saying they built this world and whatever but it's just to me it's like heavy metal culture like chains and dirt and the guy with the guitar it like it looks like a metal band's wet dream as a music video like you play a slayer song over it and everyone would just be like oh slayer's weird Which, but, but then it's... you put but then you put lines in a story and it's like oh wow mad max it's the best movie of the year so to me like Maybe the aesthetic just didn't really hit like a chord with me well, all that about, it did with other people. Well, it's like, you know, like Star Wars is a perfect example. Like there are people who, like there's a lot of people who love Star Wars, but there are people who don't. Right. And it's just that people, that aesthetic of that universe that was created. Don't, right. Re- like, but I think Star Wars had way, a heck of a lot, way more heart than Mad Max. Well, yeah. Mad Max is which, not about It's not heart. trying to have heart, but to me, it's like with the, that kind of film, the heart is what redeems it for me. And that, I didn't really care about any of the characters that much. They didn't really establish much of a something for me to care about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. anyone in that movie dies, I'm like, oh, that guy sprayed his mouth silver and died. Like, when a character dies, you, you want to feel something, usually. But I'm just like, okay. Well, you do, it may be in a different type of genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the, the key thing that you said is, like, the pacing of it. Like, it, it didn't lull. Right. Which was, which was great. Um, I mean, so what did you say? Like six out of ten. 
it's it's a great movie. I thought it was wonderful. Uh, yeah, it was I enjoyed all the action. The score was wonderful. Visually, it was great. Visually, it was great. Was... It was great to see what he'd done. Being a fan of the original, seventy years old, the yeah. man's making films better than yeah. you know than. <laughs> we'll talk. But about. I got to say that the hype, uh, the reviews that I read of it uh, from professional critics and obviously friends and stuff, uh, the hype killed it a bit for me. Um, it. I can see that. Yeah. I was kind of from as soon as the film started i was like that i'm so ready for this to be the best film of like yeah we both were yeah Yeah. i mean we were and 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 it didn't for me it like it's it's great and definitely the the most visceral engaging uh film of its type that i've seen for a very long time uh i didn't really have any issues with it it was just kind of it was literally the hype that killed it it was i was expecting it to transcend what it yeah. what it was and it and it never and it never transcended into oh my god my eyes just well for me I think know. that was the problem for me is it was that it was an action movie that I had heard like you have to go to this you know what I mean and I did and so I was kind of waiting the whole movie for the turning point where I would be like all right I'm sold this is great and you know every time the chapters faded out and opened back up I just was like all right, well, still just watching this movie, and there's not been a moment where I'm like, I'm sold, this is great, 10 out of 10. Would, well, as long as you're recommend. entertained and you're not checking the time and you're, and you're not, you know... Yeah. And that hopefully that, that kind of goes for every movie as well. You yeah. Want, you want to be entertained, you want to be taken to a different place. Well, I think every year we have, we have, like, a best of, you know, we, like, films are called the best action movie of all time, and the best act... Like, John Wick came out last year, and I still think that's some of the gunplay and the... You know, Absolutely, Some yeah. of the best... Uh, that film is a great action film. It's super fun. And then The Raid 2, which is a They're making a film. sequel, by the way. Did you say I that? Did, John Wick 2? Perfect. Yeah. I don't know where they... I hope it's a prequel, so they show who he was before and shows all the things that he did to get where he is now before it's probably got to be a prequel isn't it i hope so mm. but there, i mean like john wick was great the raid 2 was is is still i'm one of the greatest action films mm. of all time it, yeah. but i think mad max because it's different like john wick has gunplay the raid 2 has a bunch of like hand-to-hand combat that's done incredibly mad max there's what there's dust there's there's guns fast cars there's fire Explosions. there's a little bit of shooting and there's like two scenes of hand-to-hand combat. The storm was cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It it just had, all, it's what you're it into. It kind of had everything that it could have had, yeah. except for what it could have had. Yeah. I me. mean, I I prefer John Wick style, where like really close com, like really close quarters, beating the crap out of each other, over Fast and the Furious driving explosions over. Like I prefer that over. But it didn't take away or hinder what I thought about Mad Max. Like I enjoyed yeah. Mad Max, but the hype did. Because I didn't, I went into it not knowing what to expect, except something to be literally insane. Yeah. And then reading everything, it was like when I first saw Social Network, I hated it. I saw it at midnight. I read everything, and I'm like, I hate this movie. And then I saw it again, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I right. do. I do want to see. I mean, you've seen it twice, haven't yeah. you? Now, see I, it again. I want to see it again. Yeah, definitely see it twice. Bit, yeah, especially under the, the the way that I kind of that I went into it. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, I was. But, so- but, I mean, I I would I would still give it a, a solid eight out of ten. Um, just for pure entertainment, what it was, it, how engaged I was. I didn't, wasn't bored once, didn't care how long it was. It was engaging. It was great. It was fun. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted a bit more from, uh, from Toe Cutter or, um, 
I can't remember the actor's name now. Um, but the guy who played the main bad guy in it, you know, the the father, the dad. Oh, know, Morton the, Joe. Yeah, Morton yeah. Joe. That's it. It's kind of. I wanted a bit. I wanted to know a bit more, but you know, maybe that'll come out again. I kind of wanted to know a bit more about why and how and what's with the kids and the wives and all that kind of stuff. But you, they kind of told you enough. Yeah. And yeah. I'll and I'll get enough on a second viewing with that. But the thing is, like, because of what Adam was saying about how you know it's chases it's action set in the desert the lightning the sand like there's a lot of really great things in it but the reason it isn't any more than an eight for me is because there are other action movies that are more engaging more fun more exciting when you see them for the first time i mean it, it i think the thing is that there hasn't been a film like mad max like with those kind of things that you're seeing on screen for a very long time it's been like yeah it's uh, terrorists the take yeah. over the White House, or it's been a really crap Die Hard sequel, right? Which or Expendables, or Expendables, it's, yeah. It's mainstream exploitation. Yeah, it, it yeah. like goes back. I mean, it's people watching. Like the fact that I'm sitting in an audience and people are like clapping when some dude with a skull mask and like a in a back with cysts on it and wearing like when people are into that, yeah, and also into the Avengers, it's like the crazy. So it's paving the way for kind of opening doors for originality where someone can make something that's super weird and people might be into yeah. it. And action films are... And that's what, we, that's what Nick was talking about before when he was saying about it's, it's kind of a game changer if they're going to put yeah. that much money well, into it. Well, I think... A, yeah, a, a hundred million dollars. To yeah. me, it would have been more of a game changer if it wasn't a reboot because the past... I mean, we're in a point now where there's more reboots in the top, like pantheon oh, movies yeah. than ever yeah like last year one out of the top 10 uh grossing movies wasn't an adaptation or a reboot or a sequel one it was um the space one gravity interstellar oh interstellar that yeah. was it every other one was a book before that or a sequel what out was... of the whole top 10 interstellar was the only one that wasn't an adaptation right. in the top 10 which i think is like the first time that's happened in however many long but so if Mad Max was a brand new story, then I would say, yeah, it's a crazy thing that they got that budget and stuff. But to me, reboots are hot. Yeah, they are. And but if I... you say, oh, I have this movie from the 80s that people love, let me reboot it. I feel like that's, ins- oh, here's $100 million then. And that's, I mean, it's a lot of money, but I think it is, like, I think studios are going to take the risk now. And it's, it's also going to allow us to pull away from CGI a little bit. And right. I think that. That was refreshing that it wasn't like, real. oh, yeah, was... 10 arms flew off that guy or whatever. Yeah, so it was all. That was nice. But I do think it's going to kind of pave the way for studios to be like, oh, this movie's really weird and people love it. Critics love it. I mean, it made a decent amount of money this weekend. And it's right. going to make and they're talking, they are talking Oscars as well. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I have, yeah. And sequel, uh, George Miller mentioned that it's going to be called Mad Max The Wasteland mm-hmm. is wow. the new title for the next film. All right, so uh, Nick, <laughs> uh, out of 10? Uh, I, I solid eight. A All solid right, eight, well, yeah. yeah. So there you have it. And you gave it a six, so that's not too bad. No, yeah. no. Did all right. Okay. So, yeah. so yeah. So paving the way from action and all that. Uh, the last thing that we're going to talk about that just came out to yesterday is the new <laughs> Taylor Swift music video directed by Joseph Kahn, who just did the uh, Power Rangers short film thing that pissed everybody off. Yeah. So um, we're going to do one minute on this real quick. Everyone gets 15 seconds. Was it good? Kind of. Was it smart? Yes, because I bet you add up all the Twitter followers of everyone that was in it and you'd probably hit a billion. It was way it yeah. was wasted cameos. It was one giant social media jerk fest. I was expecting oh, yeah. a film, yeah. weren't you? The way they were marketing. Yeah, it? if it was fifteen yeah. minute long like Kanye West 
30 Seconds of Mars short film. Probably would have liked it. Are we jumping the gun? Do we not know? Do we know for sure that that isn't going to come out and Ooh, they just released uh, the video? I mean, surely there's going to be more. I feel like right? that's they, why I was kind of like, that's it? Really? Joseph Kahn is, but you is saw the end. not invested in that. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, you didn't see the end. You saw them. The, the last shot is them just about to hit each other. All right. If they drop part two and it's really long and has a cool score and whatever, yeah. then the, yes, I will give it merit. Because they obviously, the music video for a song like that can't be 15 minutes long. Yeah. It needs to be three and a half minutes long. I saw it as an excuse for her to get all her friends in her music video. Agreed. And that's it. Because it's not like she needs views on YouTube, is it? No, Let's be no. honest. It wasn't but, like, oh, can my famous friends help me and get the views up because I don't have followers. But else. it kind of does work that way. And it, like when she pitched that idea to whoever else was there, they were probably like, I like it. And they thought, hmm, let me check my Apple Watch. Oh, they all have... A billion followers. Well, there we go. Let's who, do it. Who did you want more of in it? Ellie Golding. Did Always. you know? Everybody. She had a rocket launcher. <laughs> and she shot it once, and you didn't even get to see it hit anything, really. I mean, Kendrick had a verse, and he wasn't he even in the video. Like, he wasn't even in the video that much. Lena was cool. She didn't do anything. She just Haley went to Williams. Well, the thing is, it was like, the first two minutes was like, boom, everyone's title card. And then it was like, let's all run, and Taylor's a redhead. And then yeah. it was like, the end. They're yeah. about to hit each other. Well, do you find it interesting that it was released the weekend after Mad Max came out, which is one of the biggest action films no. of all time? No, it had it nothing to do with it. It was the Billboard Music Awards. They premiered Well, that Yeah, that. that did it as well. But, I mean, it just goes to show, like, like action and violence, and now, like, that's kind of a selling point. But She's, she's been putting up the pictures in for revealing... Each character. Each character. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, for starters, this looks like Sin City. Because it, it was all black and white font. and red. Yeah. yeah. And then... But then it was like the Kingsman. I thought it was a film. I really was kind of... This could be interesting because it could be a film. Right. And it's not. It's a music video for a song that... Eh. Well, that r- new remix of it is whatever. Is I that mean, what Kendrick, that is? Is it a remix? Yeah. yeah. Well, the verses a new were... Verse. Kendrick on that, but the original song is just all Taylor, if I'm not mistaken. But the yeah, song, but the instrumentation sounds the same? Pretty much. Right. It's, it's a just, little more hip-hop this it's, time around. It's one giant introduction video, and I feel like it's... I feel like I was... Honestly, I feel like I was watching an introduction video for the MTV Movie Awards. Or, like, mm-hmm. the opening credits to something. That's yeah, what they were point. really long. That's kind of exactly what it... That... What, in, in fact, did they show it? Is, was that the opening to the billboard? Was it? My, was no. that how they showed it on TV? I don't think so. It and was then, just one giant introduction of, like... 30 cool characters. gang names like it's like let's all three sit in a room yeah. well I like Kendrick he picked his name was um, the first name of the D's nuts got him <laughs> like that guy so he named himself after that guy <laughs> D's nuts and we'll end on that right so we're at an hour yeah so the first episode of the fourth wall yeah yeah we can Nick maybe Floyd, with some Lloyd editing Williams. I don't know are we gonna yeah we can trim we'll some stuff out we'll have to trim it down we'll trim this ending out but, trim, but uh, uh, <laughs> thank you for listening everybody um, hopefully you'll stick around and next, see you next time what's our at on our social media we'll we'll put it at the end <laughs> yeah. thank you everybody thank you <laughs>